Happy Monday morning. What's up, Dialed fam? This is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dialed Health, which is strength training for cyclists. Now, today's episode is all about why cyclists can't get bulky. Bulky, of course, is a term right now that I'm air quoting because it's what people say when they refer to someone who's just too muscle bound. They have too much mass. They're a cyclist. They can't be that way. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're right. But we're going to discuss the reality behind what it takes to really build muscle, what it takes to be fast on the bike, and how those worlds kind of conflict, uh, but also some strategies on how to approach it. So if that's something that's been on your mind, this episode should put you at ease. We also are going to go into a business update, let you know what's going on in the world of dialed health, and then a life update because I'm back from a very restful, nice weekend in Tahoe, and I figured I'd give you the recap. Now, what I would ask if you guys are enjoying this podcast is to please share it. Take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your Instagram story, and tag Dialed Health. That would be incredible. I will repost it and give you a big thank you. And please, five-star review on whatever listening platform you are, iTunes, leave a review. That would be incredible. So I thank you for the support. That's the only marketing that I'm currently doing, and it is having an awesome impact on the show. So with that being said, sit back, relax, and let's learn. Let's go. Business update. So dialedhealth.com has been the big push in the last few months. And when in, in terms of the online world, it's going to be the big push going forward. Like Instagram, even this podcast are all things I do to support the growth of the website and just to add value to uh, the world of dialed health. Now, with that being said, we have people actually signing up for the website, which <laughs> you never really know. Uh, people were buying the programs actually pretty frequently, but when they were sold as an individual program, my thought was, wow, you know, people are spending 125 bucks on this program, but it's just one and done. Like they're downloading it, they have it, there's clear instructions on how to use it, and it's got what it needs, but it just seems like it, there could be so much more value. So the idea of putting, you know, multiple programs, we're about to put the fifth one up, not to mention some separate workouts that you can use, but you have access to all these now for less money. And this is not me like selling you on the website. This is telling you really my mindset behind the business strategy of it. So now you have, you're paying $20 or less a month. You have access to up to five programs. You can mix and match. You can use them however you want. Um, like there's just so much more value there. And people are noticing that like I'm getting such great feedback, but I'm also getting some uh, constructive criticism. These are air quotes. Um, <laughs> and actually, you know what? Um, I, everyone's been really, really cool. Some of the feedback has been incredible. I was just talking to a guy who said some stuff where I was like, wow, you are so right and thank you. Like I need to include this to the website. Uh, but really when we put it up, I, I guess you realize it's more of a service you're now offering opposed to this random product. So I think the expectation is so much higher. Uh, and even in my head, I'm like, oh, the cost is lower. So it's, you know, people aren't going to think about it as much. But just knowing that it's either like a reoccurring payment or now it's like I'm logging in and I'm like part of this thing, like what's going on? I think people are just expecting more than I thought they would. Honestly, it's kind of funny to even say that out loud, but in my head, I'm like, oh, more programs, less money, done deal. But no, the reality is now it's, you need to have so much more clear instruction on how to use it. You need to have every question that someone can log in uh, and have answered upfront in an easy find and accessible way. And right now that's just not exactly how it is. Like 
it, there is clear instruction for every individual program, but when you, I mean, I'm just getting questions right now where I'm like, oh, that should be included. Oh, that should be included. That should be included. So uh, even someone brought up, I know that this is probably your MVP, which stands for a minimum viable product. And that just means you get the product to a point where it's valuable and it represents you well enough to put it out, but you know that there could be future improvements. And, and that's really what it is. Uh, it's crazy to, I don't know, even say that, but it's just the truth. That, that's how most things work. It's like you get it to a point where it's very sellable, where it's valuable, and you know, oh my gosh, these are things that I can absolutely approve very soon and over time. Now, making these improvements, it's not like the most long drawn out thing. Uh, my website guy is really, really on it, but it does take a little bit of a process because now it's like, okay, I have to go through and figure out what we need to adjust. And then I either send over the information or now I need to create the new content to address that, send it over and have it be up loaded. And then honestly, in the process of that, expecting one or two things to not go right or to create another problem that wasn't there in the first place, which is kind of interesting. So that's kind of where I'm at with the website now, because I have a list of all these updates to do. And I mean, I just, I can't wait for them to be up on it. So most people using the website are just in a program right now and it doesn't matter too much, but I could see how from the very first impression, you might have some questions that are unanswered. So over the next few weeks, that's really where my focus is gonna be. And I can't wait to see some of those changes be updated. And I really think everyone who's given me some valuable feedback for that because I mean, I'd say 99% of it has been very, very effective. And I think people, it just shows that people really care about what's going on with dot health. And uh, they're really gracious with me, like grateful, like for what it is and just saying, Hey, this is a suggestion. I think that would be nice. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're right. So that's it. Business update over. Let's talk about life. I'm proud to say that three glasses of wine is enough to make me fall asleep on a couch in public. <laughs> but that was the end of the trip. So let me reverse back to the beginning. Friday afternoon, we left on a trip to South Lake Tahoe. So it was Lish, myself, and Otto. And we went up to stay at a hotel called The Coachman. I guess it was recently renovated. I don't know how long they've been there, but it was just like this beautiful, super sick little trendy hotel spot, incredible uh, cafe and bar. It was something that my buddy Justin was taking photos of. He was doing some work for him and got some comped rooms. So we got to stay up there for free, which is just like the icing on the cake when you have a weekend trip like this. So made it really easy to do, honestly. I, Lish and I, our, our anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks and we were kind of debating like what we're going to do. So just being able to have a trip like this around that time felt really, really really nice. So Justin, thank you for that. Uh, but we head out Friday afternoon. Honestly, I was in such a chill mood on the drive. It was a busy week, got all the workouts in, got the work done. And even though there's always like this, like lingering work, like I have so much on my list of things that I can just do at any given time, but it's like, I don't know. I just, there's something about Friday afternoons for me or whatever the end of my week is. A lot of days it's Saturdays now, but when I'm done, I feel very, very like accomplished or something. And it's motivation for me to push hard through the week just to get that feeling, that couple hours of like, you know, I'm sipping some afternoon coffee and I'm looking around. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you did good. So you did good. You did good sport. So we basically hit the drive. I'm in that mode. I'm also 
chilling because I didn't have to bring any biking stuff. And I don't want it to sound like that's a burden because I would always choose to ride, but I knew this was going to be a no ride weekend. And just grabbing your bag and going was like so much easier than packing all your bike stuff. I'm sure you know if you're a cyclist and you've traveled with your gear, it's a lot to bring. It's a lot to organize and you're kind of like assessing whether everything's working right. And also the thought of forgetting something is the worst because if you forget your shoes or your helmet and you drive straight to a trailhead or or some place it's hard to find a shop like you're just kind of screwed opposed to leaving you know underwear or a toothbrush you know it wouldn't be the first time i've gone a few days in the same underwear and maybe even skipped a day or two of brushing my teeth <laughs> so it's just not a big deal you can grab that stuff anywhere and so that was simple. Lish also packed all of Otto's stuff, and I'm sure that's why she's probably listening. Like, oh, it's easy for you to pack because he didn't pack 35 infant things. But it was just smooth, man. We like hit the road, got up there around dinner time, and Otto can hold his head up now. And I bring that up because when we went to dinner, we were only walking distance from this awesome barbecue spot, and we just like carried him. That was the first time I've ever gone anywhere without him being in the stroller and just literally carried him and it was, it made it really fun. And so we had our little happy family moment, you know, enjoyed some awesome barbecue and then uh, go back to the room, uh, just hang out. And then the next day was full of tourist stuff. Went to the beach, took a couple little family photos. We went over to Emerald Bay, the weather, it was so freezing, but being in the car, seeing like the misty mountains, all the colors and the leaves, uh, it was just one of those drives where you're, everyone's pulled over on the side of the road in these random spots because it's so beautiful. Like everything was a photo. Everything, like if you took a picture of it, you're like, I want that on the wall of my house. Everywhere. Like seriously, it was just so cool to look around and realize how this place is just here and it's close by. And I honestly can't live without that that Tahoe refresh. I mean, you just get up there and breathe and it feels like you're back to normal. So yeah, after a day of just walking around eating, we all took a nap, uh, turned on the TV, the office was on, uh, which you really can't beat. And that's just how the day looked. Uh, we had some dinner with Justin and his, and the Posey family. And then we drank some wine and went to bed and that was pretty much the trip. So we got home yesterday. We also got auto dedicated at church, which was just incredibly special. But, uh, the weekend in general, I want to bring it up because besides just telling you about the family stuff, it was just a weekend that I had two days off of any physical activity. Obviously we were walking around a bunch, but to not ride and to not work out and really to not even like stretch very much. Like I did, I can't not stretch a little bit during the day, but to not have like a focused workout time, it felt so good because I've, it's been months since I've taken more than one day off like that. And I don't encourage it for people, but there's a point where you really do need to do it. I think not just to recover your body, but just recover your mind. Like it felt great to wake up with no agenda. And that was, I think the most refreshing thing of it all, because by the time I got home last night, I was just chilling with Otto in the living room. I turn on a fitness vlog and I'm watching these dudes just like leg press. And all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, I'm like really stoked for my workout tomorrow. And I can't wait to like sweat and a move and like, like brace my core. <laughs> I can't wait to brace my core. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever said, <laughs> but it's true, man. It feels good to resist weight and to push back and just like, 
I don't know, man. Uh, the feeling of working out is awesome. And I think I needed more of a revival and that two days was enough for me to just get my, get my fire back, man. So already pumped for a couple days of hard workouts, uh, or a week's worth, excuse me. And it also made me realize too, I'm like, man, I really need to make more time for my strength workouts because I squeeze them in during the day. And since starting the new program, like it's easy to follow and go, but sometimes too, when you can't have like a little longer stretch or maybe you don't feel like you can up the weight because you don't have extra recovery time. I don't know. There's, there's conveniences of having more time in a workout. They really just make it feel better. And I haven't had that lately, man. I've been jumping in, jumping out, getting it done as soon as I can, just because I'm squeezing it between sessions or I got to go pick up auto after work or, or do whatever. So I was thinking, how can I prioritize a little more sleep and a little more workout time. And so I'm still thinking about that. Really, I think this week, the priority is going to be great workouts. If I get good sleep too, that's a bonus. I don't really expect that. Uh, but I've, I don't know, that just was a good little reminder. So if you feel like you need to step back, be honest with yourself. Do you really need to step back? Have you earned it? And if you feel like you have, enjoy it, man, because it's probably all you need to get back in the swing of things. And so that's it. Live update, life update over. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed. And now we're going to talk about why cyclists just can't get bulky. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh no, I I can't pick up that 20 pound dumbbell. I don't want to explode into a superhuman of muscular size. I don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a cyclist. I can't be big and bulky. <laughs> so you can probably tell which direction I'm leaning with this whole conversation. I got to say one thing. It's not that easy. If it was easy to put on muscle like people are saying it is, every guy would be absolutely jacked. Maybe not bike riders, but everybody else would be juiced, juice head guidos walking around. Not to mention the fact that those are normal, like normal guys who don't ride have a very hard time putting on muscle. It's extremely difficult. There are some genetic freaks. You see the most insane people. And I get why your perception of weightlifting is what it is. The last, I don't know, 40 years of weightlifting has all been about putting on size, looking big and doing all those things. But like, honestly, the times have changed. We're in a place now where it should be if you've done any recent research, you should know that there are very clear ways to train uh, to kind of be this functional being that people, everyone talks about. And sometimes that gets mixed in with some heavy lifting, but a lot of times it even gets mixed in with the counter opposite where it is just yoga. It's Pilates. It's uh, just some weird acrobatic stability training that is all designed for performance and not really putting on mass. But again, it's just not that easy. You guys, like if, Guys who aren't riding, if they have a hard time doing this, you're going to have an even harder time because you're like, oh, well, I'm already fit and in shape. I could just put on muscle. No, no, no. When you ride, it's literally the counter opposite to what your body needs to actually put on muscle. Now, there are guys who are more muscle bound and women that are more muscle bound. Uh, and by riding, they almost have a freakish amount of muscle. You're like, oh, wow, you only ride? Like, okay. Yeah, maybe it's, there are some of those people who just don't need to uh, lift weights as much, but purely for safety at that point, they need to, not really to actually build up 
strength. Those there's some naturally strong people. I've talked to a guy. I was at a cycle cross race one time with this dude had literally the biggest legs I've ever seen. Just muscle, just freaking bricks. And I had to go talk to him about it. He was obviously showing him off. He he wanted the conversation. So I and I was curious. I was like, bro, tell me about these legs. You come on. And he's like, I don't lift any weights. One time I deadlifted it and I just kept putting on weight and I deadlifted 400 pounds before I realized I should probably stop uh, to protect my back. But he's like, I just, I felt like I could do way more. And I was like, so what do you do? He's like, I just pedal. Like, I don't need to lift weights. I'm like, wow, you're that genetic freak. Uh, But you guys, that's, it's probably not you. It's not me. It's definitely not me. In fact, I even have decent muscle building genetics, uh, AKA I have a big appetite and I can put on weight easy. (laughs) So if I chose to do these strength workouts that really, really focus on muscle growth, it could happen. But you guys, when I get on the bike, you, it's like this, it's your body starts stripping away everything, muscle, fat. And that kind of leads me to the very first uh, reason why it's so hard to get bulky as a cyclist, why you can't really put on too much weight if you're riding frequently. And that's just purely adaptation. Your body is so much smarter than you are and it adapts to stimuluses so quickly. So for instance, when you go out and ride, what's the stimulus? The stimulus is riding, a lot of pedaling, endurance. And basically what your body starts to realize is, oh my gosh, you know, I want to make this more efficient. So I'm going to start shedding muscle that I'm not using currently. I'm going to start shedding as much weight as possible because I know this is going to help me move more efficiently and just help this process be a lot easier. It's like survival mode. So now let's go into the gym. You're lifting weights. You're probably moving a lot slower. You're taking rest breaks and it depends on rep ranges. There's all sorts of uh, caveats to it, but The reality is you are doing something where your body realizes, oh my gosh, to help this process, I need to build more muscle tissue. I need to add connections. I need to strengthen connections. I need to add mass to help move this object more easily and more efficiently. So your body starts going to a place of growth. Instead of stripping everything away, it's trying to almost like just add on this mass and if with an excess of calories too it's like going to add on the the fat along with the muscle but it's really just your body saying oh my gosh i need more to be able to lift this and make it easier and that's why i'm putting this muscle on that is like the simplest way for me to kind of break down the idea of adaptation for you guys so what happens a lot of times is people get caught in this middle ground And so you have someone that's like, oh man, I just saw this sick program. I'm like watching this fitness influencer and he does a split routine where he trains legs twice a week and he trains upper body three days a week. And I'm going to do chest, shoulders and triceps. And then I'm going to do back and biceps and uh, posterior legs and then anterior legs. Like, (laughs) like that is sick. And don't get me wrong. It's not that that doesn't work. That is a muscle growth program over time that is going to build muscle and it's going to work the way you want as long as you're consistent. However, you have that same person saying, oh, I, I got to ride like freaking Chris Froome over here. I'm going to do my, uh, I'm going to hop on the spin bike, you know, three days a week. I'm going to hit my base training with trainer road. And then I'm going to do intervals and then I'm going to go mountain biking. I'm going to do all this. And like pretty soon it's like you have these two fully separate programs that aren't integrated and you go one way in the gym and then you go another way on the bike but like you're constantly like on this tug back and forth back and forth and you never really push one direction that effectively so 
So to avoid this middle ground, you have to prioritize your cycling fitness. And I think it helps to understand that for one, there's different options for you out there when it comes to strength training. But for two, you would have to do a program like that to to grow muscle. To grow muscle and to get big would literally take years and years. I, I would say you would have to, to do it for at least a year without riding the way that you ride. Like no rides, I'd say over an hour, ever. <laughs> Probably, you know, 30 minute spins. The people who are building big muscle and staying pretty healthy through a program like that, you know, they're doing like 30 minute like incline treadmill walks you know, fasted in the, in the morning or something like that for a little bit. They're not going out for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five or six hours all day on bike rides. Like we do, like they conflict too much. It wouldn't work, but really you have to believe me when you understand that it would take you eliminating those super long rides. And it would also just take you committing to a four, five day a week program of lifting and just <laughs> a completely different lifestyle. Uh, you know, the ride I did actually last weekend was just a reminder to, of how, how awesome it is to be like an endurance athlete. The things that you get to experience are just, I don't know, man, it's as much as I love gym training and there's days where I can honestly say I'd rather do a strength workout than a ride. It just, riding is the peak of like blissful activity, you know, especially it is for us. It is for me. And when you get out there and you're on a big pedal, the things that you get to see and experience are unlike anything you'll ever get to encounter in indoors, period, uh, especially in a gym. There's things that you learn about your body that you would never know unless you sat in the saddle for five hours or unless you push to this point of just mental and physical exhaustion. You just can't replicate that in a gym. And, and that's why it's just so cool. And that it's so nice to have bodies that are built that are built that way. I've joked a lot with family, friends, like people just talking over the years. I Sometimes I wish I had two bodies. I wish I had a body that was just purely like a bodybuilding body to build strength, build muscle, build mass, just to, for that experience. Because I think there's things that happen there that similarly we can't understand and they get this feeling of like accomplishment that we do it's just it, it's just such a different culture i'd love to experience it and not to mention i mean talk about a measurable thing of progress like you just look in the mirror and like you like that's your progress so also i think that could drive you insane but you know i i wonder sometimes with just like bodybuilders it's like you have a day where you're looking kind of flat or you're a little watery or like talk about just a mind F, you know, just a day in and day out, just judging yourself on like appearance would be gnarly. But a lot of those dudes also just appreciate the, the process of like, it's like sculpting, like you're literally bodybuilding, you're, you're intentionally doing workouts to grow and shape a part of your body. And when it begins to happen and take place, I can imagine that's probably a pretty insane feeling. And I got to say the discipline is something that 
I think we could all take from as far as uh, just what they're willing. They're, these people have to transform their entire life to look a certain way and to like just be this thing. Whereas, you know, a lot of bike riders can treat their bodies like crap and then go bike ride. And, you know, sometimes they don't even know the difference. And most really good riders aren't that way. And we have to also prioritize and, um, you know, certain lifestyle things and say no to things and make these sacrifices. But you know, it's just funny to see how far on opposite ends of the spectrum that these things are, but also how, how similar they are. But just don't make the mistake of thinking that you're randomly going to fall into this bodybuilding role because it does not happen by accident. It just, it's not like you're just going to pick up some weights and just blow up. You know, it's, it reminds me of talking to women who have never uh, strength trained and, especially it's just usually women who just don't want to lift up her body or do like they think they're going to do a set of push-ups and all of a sudden have these like shoulders and arms and uh it's just so for it just can be further from the truth and you know honestly like i think a lot of it comes down to an easy excuse for a lot of people to not do this like extra training because you have to you have to know that it's just not that simple like you have to know right i mean I think you would. Maybe I've just been physical for so long. Maybe I've been a trainer for so long that I just understand these concepts. And I've just been through it. I have been through the struggle of wanting to put on muscle. But then I go ride and I'm like, oh, I just don't feel that good because I am doing this four-day-week program. And I start getting sluggish. And then I start riding more. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't even care about building muscle. I just feel so sick on the bike and yada, yada. So it's just taken so long to find what kind of strength training actually works for these riders and then to implement it and to be satisfied with what you're doing is it's easy when you're riding but for someone like myself who's so integrated in like gym culture and i'm trying to interpret a lot of these bodybuilding methods a lot of these powerlifting methods into our world so it's like i spend a lot of time on the other side and it's like sometimes it's distracting like you do want to be like this really built up dude you know people make comments about me being a trainer not looking like a trainer because i'm not like big you know and i've done a lot more shirtless stuff recently which kind of helps you know you can show like definition stuff but when i'm walking around in normal clothes like i look fit and healthy but i don't look like what a lot of people would consider a trainer um yeah it's super rude that someone would even say that maybe this is like an actual counseling session but there's just oh there's a while where it even comes up sometimes where I'm like, dude, you know, I just feel like I uh, like want to just like bulk up a little bit. Honestly, like I, I just, I love and respect that culture, but it just doesn't work. So that's where the two bodies things come in. Um, I have chosen to prioritize my cycling training because of just the experience of riding. Like I mentioned, it's really what I love. And, and truthfully, at the end of the day, dude, I don't want to look like some giant psycho and, I really, I don't either. So just to know that I'm coming from a place where I am on your side. I also, I, even though I think it's cool and it'd be a cool experience to get big like that or whatever, it's just that, I don't know, man, it's just not, it's just not who I am. It's not who most of us are. Um, and a lot of people have expressed, obviously it's not what they want to be. And so I'm with you there at the end of the day. I just, you know, I would choose the body that I have. I choose the way I feel. And, and honestly, sometimes I've, 
done like these bodybuilding programs, it can be really, really boring. It's a lot more fun to jump in the gym, swing a kettlebell, do some presses, grab some ropes, move fast, get a sweat, opposed to just like sitting on a machine and just like doing your reps, chilling for a minute and a half, doing your reps, chilling for a minute and a half. Again, there's days where it feels good. Most of the time, just absolutely not my style. And that's how I ended up, how I am right now. And I plan to go a lot harder on this direction. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I hope this gives you a better understanding of what it really takes to put on muscle and become this bulky human that you're so afraid of. <laughs> Don't worry. If you're a consistent bike rider, there's a really low chance it's going to happen to you. And I would encourage you to double down on the world that we are in, which is strength training for cyclists. That's why Dialed Health exists, to give you an experience that supports your riding and makes everything in that world so much better. If you have any questions, reach out to me through dialedhealth.com or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. And with that being said, start moving forward and discover your path. I'll see you Friday.